0: It made me realize there are so many mysteries and um, there's so
1: much power in this story and God's Mm. story. Welcome to the Strength and Dignity podcast, where we like to disrupt the Western story with God's biblical narrative. We often discuss difficult, avoided, or controversial topics here with the intention of diving into the scriptures to see what God thinks and says, despite how countercultural it might be. I'm your host, Kelsey Pryor. Welcome to the Storyform Life series of this podcast. For eight episodes, we are going to walk you through the SFL, which is a discovery Bible study designed to increase the level of faith participants have in God's story. These episodes are just mini trailers to give you an idea of the content, but this series is best experienced in a group setting. Check out the description to sign up for the study I'm leading over Zoom. Welcome back to the Strength and Dignity podcast, everybody. We are still in our Story Formed Life series, and this episode, we're going to be focusing on the week called The Kingdom. And to talk about that here with me today, I have my friend Whitney. Hello, Whitney.
0: Hello, Kelsey. I'm Whitney. I'm Kelsey's friend and neighbor. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm connected to SFL because my husband and I have been facilitators for many years. And also, I worked with SFL for a stint to manage the day-to-day.
1: Yeah, yeah, so Whitney and her husband um, I've done lots of ministry throughout the years, and they've used SFL in a lot of that. They've had lots of story from lights in their living room, and um, been a big part of that since the beginning, or kind of the beginning for the Pretty last. Pretty close, thir- yeah. I How think many years were you saying? We first went through an SFL,
0: uh, my husband before me, but I went through one in two thousand seven. Okay. So it's been- a while. a while,
1: yeah, that's awesome. Cool, so we're going to talk about the Kingdom Week, and um, as we've been discussing, each week kind of has, a, of the story from life has a different focus on a chapter of the story of Scripture. And so, um, the Kingdom was really impactful for Whitney, so I was just going to have her talk a little bit about um, one of the passages here that we talk about in the Kingdom Week is Mark 1, 14 through 15, so I'm going to go ahead and read that, and then she's going to hop into like her testimony. So um, this passage says later on after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last. He announced the kingdom of God is near, repent free of your sins and believe the good news. So you can hop into your testimony wherever you want, but I know that that passage in particular was impactful to you. So um, what do you think? Talk about like your first experience with Storyform life, but then also how it just impacted your thinking and your day to day so
0: when i first went through the sfl like i said it was probably about 2007 and my life was a little different than it is now um back then i was newly married and i was doing youth ministry and lived a really busy lifestyle uh and i would have said you know i was really passionate about the gospel and sharing the gospel um so going through the kingdom week going through sfl for the first time really uh, i was kind of like I know this story, it's a story of God, it's yeah. what I'm telling everyone about. Yeah, um, yeah. And there were pieces of it that I knew and I deeply believed, but this Kingdom Week, it really turned some of my beliefs upside down. It made me realize there are so many mis- mysteries and um, there's so much power in this story and God's mm. story that I was maybe unaware of or um, somehow I'd missed it. And in the Kingdom Week, uh, things started to change after I went through it. Um, I changed a lot of my definitions. I feel like the kingdom week for me, it redefined number one, what is the gospel? What is this thing that I am preaching to others, preaching to myself on the, on the daily? And like, I don't really think that I know what the scripture says about Mm. the gospel. Um, So that shifted in me and it started to trickle down and it changed everything. It changed uh, how I lived each day. It changed how how I prayed and who I prayed for. Um, It changed how I told the story to others. It lifted some kind of burden off of me about uh, what I was responsible for it really changed everything (laughs) in how I lived. It did. There were other pieces of the story that impacted me, but this one, as far as making shifts in how I live my daily life was definitely the most powerful.
1: You were saying that this passage in Mark played a big role in that. We talk about multiple passages every week of SFL, but you specifically Mm -hmm. mentioned this one in Mark. So how did um, Jesus preaching the gospel as the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent and believe, how did that like personally change you?
0: Yeah. So you know, when I hear people with influence say something, I really like to hang on to the first thing they say and the last thing they say. Uh, I think that if you're going to walk into the town center, basically like Jesus did in this passage and make an announcement, this was really Mm -hmm. the first time that he publicly came on the scene. He'd said things before this, but uh, this was when his ministry was really inaugurated. Um, And so, I'm hanging on every word saying, well, what did he say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. what does that mean yeah. for my life? So he says here, um, the time promised by God has come at last. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Um, and so I started asking questions. What is this time promised by God? Okay, the kingdom of God is near. What does the kingdom of God even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the midrash experience really helped me kind of, um, work through that Mm -hmm. kind of gain a bit more understanding and helped it to start to really like go down and grow roots in me. Um, some, you know, at the end of this, it says to believe the good news, repent of your sins and believe the good news. Some translations say the gospel, Mm -hmm. believe the gospel. Yeah. But at this point, Jesus hadn't done what I thought the gospel was. He hadn't died yet. That's one always, <laughs> every
1: time I've read this, I'm like, wait, but Jesus didn't die on the cross for our sins. Yeah. He's telling us to believe the gospel. And that's always what I thought the gospel was, which is Jesus yeah. died. Jesus died and he
0: resurrected. Yeah. Like, that's what I was taught. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, how could he already be telling people to believe the gospel if the gospel hasn't happened yet? Hmm. That was my understanding yeah. of it. Um, so I started to ask, the questions, what is the gospel? Mm -hmm. How did Jesus define that if he's telling people to believe it? Yeah. Um, And, you know, spoiler alert, sorry. It (laughs) has something to do with the earlier parts of this passage, which it has something to do with the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and the time that was coming. Um, And how this impacted my everyday life was that I wanted to, I desperately wanted to know about the kingdom and be part of it, mm-hmm. to live like I was a part of this kingdom that God had promised, mm-hmm. um, to understand what it means for the kingdom to, to be near. Um, and I started just really looking for God's kingdom instead of trying to uh, build my own kingdom.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and you said that that's, um, as you've become a mom, that's like trickled into the way that you parent and your household and things like that. Um, impacting like your family culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And you were saying the repentant belief part, can you explain that? Yes, so
0: uh, a couple years back I was asked to speak at uh, this mom's group. It was Mm -hmm. a group of Christian moms and I thought, I'm a young mom. I think at the time I had four kids. I was pregnant with my fifth. Um, So I'd been a mom for a while, but Mm -mm. I was still thinking, okay, these are a lot of other young moms. Like they should be asking somebody who is like 80 and has grandchildren (laughs) and knows what they're talking about is standing on the other side of it. But I thought if I could give them anything, I could just tell them where I am and how God's power comes out in my life Mm -hmm. um, on a daily basis, just in in the simple things. Um, And so it was this passage that came to mind. I thought, well, God has transformed my life through uh, showing me his kingdom and allowing me to become a part of that. And it says here that the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Mm -hmm. If these were Jesus' first words in inaugurating his ministry and this kingdom on the earth, then I wanna take them seriously in everything. Um, So I take them seriously for my own life. And then with my children, I feel like, Um, this is an important part of our home culture this is the way we have to inaugurate uh, our family and it's to teach my children to repent to be repenting myself so that they can see that all Mm -hmm. the time um, to recognize i still struggle with sin Mm -hmm. and i want to get rid of that because god's kingdom is not a place that allows for sin to rule Um, so that is something that we practice in our home we repent together we repent regularly and we offer uh forgiveness because Mm -hmm. the next part is believing the good news yeah and the fact that the kingdom is coming the fact that god provides a way in his kingdom for people to repent and release their sin um gives great hope so the the step two is sort of um i'm constantly retelling myself the story Mm -hmm. i'm constantly meditating on the good news um Asking God to help me live that out and then showing my kids what that means Mm -hmm. and training them in the story in this good news so that as we get free of the things that are not of the kingdom, Mm -hmm. we can be built up in the things that are of the kingdom and we get to just live an expression of this kingdom in our home all the time. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't always look beautiful. It's not the kingdom that has come in perfection. There's a kingdom that has been inaugurated
1: and is not fully here. Mm-hmm. So, I love the repent and believe language when it comes to the culture of the kingdom because it's not like, stop sinning now, but it's also okay. not like, okay, now you're free and you can go on and sin however much you want. It's like, you're gonna keep sinning and I want you to keep repenting. Like it's like a cycle of repenting and believing over and over again. What was I not believing in order that that sin came out or whatever. Um, And that's just the culture of the kingdom is this constant like repentance and belief and repentance and belief that like leads us closer and closer to the heart of God. um, And to like the stage of the story in the kingdom that we are currently in. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Um, Yeah, this week gave me a lot of, um, a lot of energy for finding out where is God's kingdom on the earth. Mm-mm. Because, yeah. you know, we, we talk through this story about how there are things happening spiritually. There are things that we can't see. Mm-hmm. There are things that we can see and that are tangible. And so, can I look around me and see where God's invisible kingdom is actually happening? And sometimes we can see that even with our eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, there are things that we can see there of God and His kingdom, the way that Jesus defines it that we can recognize. And I started looking for that and saying, um, you know, every day just training myself to say, God, where is your kingdom reigning and moving on this earth? And can I be a part of that? Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to build something separate that I don't actually know. Yeah. If it was building into God's kingdom or just building into my own goals or.
1: Yeah. Seeking the kingdom a part of like your not only like weekly but daily and maybe hourly like a ritual like okay let's not forget that we're seeking the kingdom today um can be a a super helpful reminder that lots of people don't often normally think about and so um that's one of the reasons that I love this chapter of the story this week of SFL um is that it helps us put things into perspective of um that the kingdom is like the the greater the greater good or like the the place that like we're supposed to be seeking God daily. So awesome. Thanks so much for sharing. Whitney, did you have anything else you wanted to share about the kingdom? Yeah, I
0: think just last, um, it helped me understand who I am in the story mm. and what God had for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, before coming into this kingdom session, you know, I was a rebel against a king. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. God, through his grace as the king, has actually let me come into that kingdom as a citizen and then even as a representative. And I just think that is so beautiful and gives our life um, so much purpose that I want to just continue pursuing that until I get to see the kingdom more in its fullness someday. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I love that. We are rebels against the king. It's such a good perspective to have um, as the point of SFL is looking at the big story and what is our small part in it. Um, It can be so important to have that realization, to have that epiphany. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us today. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks for listening to the Strength and Dignity podcast. Make sure you check out the links below to sign up for my Zoom SFL study and my other podcast series on Proverbs 31, Sabbath rest, biblical festivals, and more.